Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with my certifiable co-host. No, I'm board certified co-host. Award winning, <laughs> certifiable, certifiable co-host Donna Lee. That's right. Thank you for having me back and all of my awards and accolades. This is a men's health show. I'm a board-certified urologist. And for those of you that are interested in listening to us uh, off the radio, we also have a podcast. We do. It's everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Buzzsprout, SoundCloud. I just like saying those. Buzzsprout. We are, we are terrible at marketing we the are. thing properly. Absolutely. But and you said Alexa. They can find us on Alexa Alexa, at home. that's right. That's right. Okay. When they're completely bored. She's probably listening right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so you know what's an interesting thing about being a doctor, Donna? Mm, so many things, but do tell. <laughs> so you go through medical school. You mm-hmm. go through this intense training, four years of learning everything about the human body. And the moment you pick a specialty, you just forget about all that other stuff. <laughs> it's not interesting Yeah, anymore. like people just stop <laughs> caring. Like if you go to an orthopedic surgeon and you ask him about his urology, urology type thing, <laughs> I was going to say, but we're on Saturday now. Right? So he, he'll look at you completely dumbfounded, even though he has he's smart and educated and knows everything but you just kind of get this tendency and and what i recognized especially over years of practice is that the body is all connected we we have an inherent sense that what happens in one part of the body is going to affect another part what happens in nutrition and physical fitness Mm -hmm. affects another part i see where this is going you see Mm -hmm. and there's no (laughs) other disease process that i deal with outside of nutrition general nutrition Mm -hmm. that is more of a connection that you don't think is natural than Mm -hmm. urology and obstructive sleep apnea right and so those of you that have listened to the show know that we do a lot of obstructive sleep apnea testing in our practice Mm -hmm. as part of a conjunction for people with low testosterone or a number of other things especially our pre-surgery patients Mm -hmm. and i thought what we would do is have a special guest today and that is our partner i'm going to welcome brandon hedgecock dds today Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Brandon. Hey, happy to be here. Now, I heard uh, his commercials. Yeah, KLBJ listeners are going to know. And I think uh, Sam and Ed in the morning. There's no Sam. It's Don. Don Don Pryor. Don Pryor. Todd and Don. Welcome, 1996. Welcome, 1996. So you're not a sponsor of this show. You're a partner of our practice, though. Correct. uh, What's the name of your company? So we've got uh, Sleep Better Austin. And that's the one that we use. Uh-huh. And then, we, yeah, and then Austin Sleep Solutions as well is the one you guys use. That's right. A lot of people may not immediately put together why they're going to get tested for obstructive sleep apnea and urology. Mm-hmm. And I thought what we would talk about are some of the barriers that patients put forth on getting tested. I also want to talk about how in medicine we are taught to have a solution for a disease process. You have disease A, I have solution B. And then a lot of times doctors, they just, their mind just stops right there. And insurance companies and the government and quality people are now understanding it's just as important to make sure people are doing treatment B and following through, not Mm -hmm. just having an answer for them, because we're not a Jeopardy contest. Mm -hmm. We're not here to find out what you have and give you a solution. We need to make sure you're following through, right? Absolutely. And I mean, this happens all across medicine. It's not just sleep apnea. I mean, if you give a patient a medication to take for high blood pressure or something like that, what if that medication doesn't work? Or what if they don't take that medication? Because it causes a side effect. Side effects or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's got to be other solutions. In in medicine, the government is actually going to be rating us doctors on how well patients are complying with the treatment. And a lot of doctors complain. They say, well, that's not our problem. It's not our fault that patients aren't taking meds. And I would say to those doctors, it is. Because we have to be able to convince them that it's in their best interest and then follow up appropriately to find a treatment that suits them. 
And if there are going to be uncompliant patients, then that's fine. But you should try your best to try to get people to accommodate their treatments. And with sleep apnea, uh, I think that uh, where you and I play a big role is helping patients uh, kind of fulfill. So why don't you tell me, how, how do you describe what sleep apnea is to patients? You know, the we, we talk to patients and we simplify it as much as possible. We have a, a hose, a garden hose that goes from our nose and our mouth to our lungs. And the sole purpose of that hose is to get air and oxygen from the environment to our lungs for gas exchange so that our body gets the oxygen that it needs. And when you have sleep apnea, you essentially have a kink in your hose. Air is not getting through. And air is not getting through because typically speaking, the airway is collapsing, the tongue is relaxing, the muscles around the throat are relaxing and collapsing at night when you're in your sleeping. And so it's blocking the passage and it's kinking the hose. And so from a solution standpoint, it's how do we unkink the hose? And that's what we say to patients. And so going along with that, I try to explain to patients also, your oxygenation drops during these episodes, and it's almost like somebody's kind of partially choking you all throughout the night. Some people enjoy that. (laughs) While awake, though. Sorry. Sorry, Saturday. Usually while awake. Saturday, Saturday, don't forget. You enjoy it to a point. Right. <laughs> you don't want that's to, right. That's yeah. right. You don't want to be choked. choked. A- absolutely. So if you're not getting oxygen and you're not breathing, if you've got a kink in your hose, you're not getting enough oxygen. Mm. And your body needs oxygen. Your brain needs oxygen. Your heart's <clears throat> job is to get oxygen to the brain and to the body. And so all of your systems kind of start to panic if you're not getting the oxygen that you need. Think about being held underwater. Uh, at the bottom of the pool, maybe someone's holding you down underwater. Maybe go back to your high school days if you were picked on like I was and you got, <laughs> you know, down in the toilet Aww. or something like that. <laughs> you know? Maybe our therapist so, can see them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what happens? You panic. Yeah. You know, your body releases cortisol and adrenaline and Huge. all these things that yeah. don't let you relax. And so when I'm trying to explain to patients um, about sleep apnea, the very first thing that the wives often say, is he has no trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I try to explain to them that that's right. He probably goes to sleep three seconds after his head hits the pillow. Right away. Because that's exactly what happens with sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that's something that people sometimes don't recognize. And uh, snoring happens often, but not always. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, in terms of urologic symptoms, um, what are some of the things that you see very commonly? And then I'll kind of add whatever I heard. Yeah, you know, really commonly, one of the common things we see is patients say they get up six, seven times a night to go pee. Mm -hmm. So nocturia. They're waking up frequently because they have to pee. Um, We know that as you're struggling for oxygen, it creates intrathoracic pressure, causes the heart to release peptides. All of this acts on the bladder. And so these patients, a lot of times they come in, they're like, well, I think it's my prostate. Uh, but really it's, it's a sleep apnea. And once they're treated, you put a CPAP on them, uh, or an appliance and all of a sudden they come back and they're like, you know, I'm not waking up to pee anymore. You know? So that's, that's a very common one that we see. Uh, the other one, uh, there's a lot of men's health issues. There's the low testosterone, um, uh, decrease in, um, you know, erectile dysfunction, decrease in erection strength, things like that, that happen in association with that as well. Loss of libido. Um, a lot of those sexual function type things are happening as well. And fatigue. And then fatigue. And you're tired. Tired. You're tired. You know, and you're yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. And you may not even recognize that. And I think that um, one of the most dramatic things that I've heard consistently is those with sleep apnea who are appropriately treated 
often improve their weight loss plans too. 100%. Yeah. So all the hormones that control appetite, hunger, weight loss, all that, you know, those are active during the nighttime hours as well. And if that's getting disrupted, uh, you don't have the energy you need to work out. You're not eating properly. Everything's thrown off. So once you start getting treated for sleep apnea, uh, you'll see patients that lose weight quicker, faster, maintain their weight better, um, maintain their hormone balance better, whether it's diabetes or testosterone or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So from our end, from your urologic standpoint, we come at, come at it from the opposite way. So we're not looking for things that are going to be cured by fixing your obstructive sleep apnea. But, but rather, why are you coming to see me in the first place? So if you're getting up four or five times a night to pee and it's small volume urination, mm-hmm. uh, it's unlikely that, you've, that your prostate is causing that. Once or twice or three times maybe, but four or five, six times, there's going to be something else. A lot of times guys come to us seeking testosterone therapy for fatigue. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. 280 pounds, <laughs> five foot ten, have a neck the size of a bowling ball. And I immediately know that this guy has sleep apnea. And I'll ask him, have you been told you have sleep apnea? And they'll say, oftentimes they'll say, I was referred for testing or I was diagnosed or this, but I don't treat it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, it, it really raises a, a big conundrum for us. Yeah, yeah. And, and ignorance is bliss, right? You know, a lot of times patients are afraid of finding out what they might have because they're mm-hmm. afraid of what the treatment might be or whether or not they can do it or um, they, they'd rather just uh, not know. You know, a lot of patients have sleep apnea. They don't know they have it. You mm-hmm. know? And they don't want to go off site. They think they have to sleep somewhere. They think they got to go to a lab. That's right. that, yeah. yeah, that's the biggest component, I think, for a lot of guys. That's right. So maybe after uh, this break, what we can talk about are treatments how we do in in your own in-home testing mm-hmm. and uh, talk about how do we maximize therapy. So, uh, mm-hmm. Donna, why don't you tell people how to get a hold of yep. us? Yep, you can call us during the week at 512-238-0762. Um, our website is armormenshealth at gmail.com. Send a question to Dr. Hedgecock, Dr. Mystery. Um, armormenshealth at gmail.com. Our website is armormenshealth.com. Uh, call us during the week at 238, I'm sorry, 512-238-0762, and we will be right back after these messages. Dr. Mystery wants to hear from you. Email questions to armormenshealth at gmail.com. We'll be right back with the Armor Men's Health Hour. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm joined by my co-host, Donna Lee. That's right. Welcome back. We're so excited to have our special guest, Dr. Hedgecock, still here to continue this riveting discussion of sleep apnea. That's right. And the giant testosterone guys that just want their testosterone (laughs) and nothing else. Thanks a lot for joining us, Dr. Hedgecock. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're a dentist. I am. And so... I'm a busy uh, guy. And a busy guy. (laughs) You know what I hate about dentists? Oh, no. Tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get into medical school and you're like, man... I'm like the best. And then you become an adult and they take off Fridays. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and you're like, not fair. What the hell did I do wrong? Yeah. We could close on Fridays. You just let me know. And I'll, t- <laughs> I- I'll tell you, we don't take off on Fridays. Oh. We're open on Fridays. All right. Oh, Brandon. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, then you did something wrong, though. Wow. Well, <laughs> wasn't too hard. <laughs> so, you know, what's interesting is that this whole idea of 
how we treat and test for sleep apnea really has gone through a real evolution in the medical profession. There are cardiologists that do obstructive sleep apnea. There are pulmonary doctors that do it. There are primary care doctors that Mm -hmm. do it. And they all take it from a different angle in terms of what they're really focused on. To me, it seems very natural that a dentist, if this is an oral issue, a dentist would be be somebody that would be involved with it. Mm -hmm. And especially since a lot of times the conversations that you'll have with a patient in the in the dentist chair, maybe a little longer. So you might be able to kind of delve into these issues better. Have you found it to be a pretty natural fit? Yeah, it's a very natural fit for us in general dentistry. We see patients, you know, every six months at a minimum. We spend an hour with them in the chair. We're looking down the back of their, in their mouth, down the back of their throat. You spend a lot of time looking in people's shorts. We we, <laughs> we spend more time in the mouth, Do you know, you? Opposite, mm. opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> and uh, Sometimes they fit together. And so we can see. Although we can, there are some dentists. <laughs> And so we can see. We can see what's going on in the back of the throat. And we can see when somebody has a small airway. And there's also oral side effects. We mentioned a lot of the urology side effects in terms of low T and erectile dysfunction and nocturia and those types of things. We see clenching, grinding, broken teeth, acid erosion on teeth, all things that are correlated with sleep apnea. So a lot of people are concerned that they're going to be tested for in, a, in, a, in some strange room. That they have mm-hmm. to go sleep outside of their house. Being monitored overnight. Buying monitored overnight. By I don't some know creepy you, person in yeah. another room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, can I sign up for that hey, one? There's a party right uh, there. <laughs> in our practice, we do at-home sleep testing. Maybe you can describe what that is, what involves for patients. Yeah, it's, it's so much more affordable for patients. It's more convenient for patients. You get to do it in your own bed. It's a belt that fits around your chest, a little finger sensor that goes on your finger. Push a little button, and then you go to bed. And then the next morning, you bring it back. Uh, you're able to upload the information, send the data off to a sleep doctor. So no, no longer do you have to go to a lab, spend the night, hook up to 27 different wires, have the strange person watching mm-hmm. you from the next room. It's just really much more convenient. And it's covered by insurance. It often. is covered by insurance, especially if, if, if we find it to be something that mm-hmm. uh, it's indicated. Yeah. yeah. And in, in fact, most insurance companies nowadays are mandating a home test prior to doing a lab oh. test or an overnight test because it's more effective and more affordable. More natural, more affordable. Yeah. Oh. Patients are concerned, number one, they don't properly recognize what might be symptoms of OSA. We talked about that in the previous segment. And if you missed it, catch it on our podcast. <laughs> uh, second, we talked about patients are concerned about the testing. But I think the biggest concern is that they're afraid that they're going to be saddled with a CPAP. Maybe you could describe what a CPAP is and maybe why compliance rates are not as high as people would hope they are. CPAPs, first of all, are are an incredible device and they're very, very, very effective uh, tool for managing obstructive sleep apnea. Essentially, it's a leaf blower. And that's kind of what I tell my patients. It's It's a box that sits on your nightstand. They're smaller now, quieter now. And they're hooked up to a hose and a mask. And you wear the mask on your face or on your nose. And this machine is going to blow air through the hose into your mouth and down the back of your airway at a high enough pressure that it keeps it open. You know, going back to our garden hose analogy, you could turn to get past the kink. You could just keep turning up your water pressure until you blow through the kink uh, with enough water pressure. And that's kind of what it is, except it's air pressure. And, and, and maybe in a, in a future episode, we might discuss kind of CPAP technology and, and how to maximize it. Needless to say, a lot of my patients have been given CPAPs. They don't, they don't use them. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're scared of even having the thought of maybe even having to use it. Yeah. And so, so specifically, you specialize in using a dental appliance. Correct. So we, we use a dental appliance that 
essentially holds the the jaw together in a forward position and doesn't allow that kink to happen in the first place. So it's more of a mechanical option and it fits to the teeth, to the jaw, holds it open. And it's an alternative to CPAP for patients that really are not consistently wearing their CPAP. The number of patients that wear their CPAP every night, if, if you had to guess, do you know the number? I would guess it's probably less than 20%. Yeah, it's, a, it's depending on what study you read, it's in the 30 percentile range mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. people that are wearing it every mm-hmm. night and they do really well with it. The rest of the people don't like it for whatever reason. It's a hassle. They get bulky. facial irritations. It's bulky. It's hard they to They sleep on their with. stomach. They sleep on their mm-hmm. stomach. So every time they turn, they get a leak and the air comes out. Uh, it's not really sexy if you're trying to, you know. Um, <laughs> going back to Going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the segment. Um, hey, babe. Let me put my seatbelt yeah, on. Yeah. So, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> so there's a lot of reasons why people don't like it. It just doesn't work for everybody. And so for those patients or for patients that maybe are more mild and CPAP is overkill, mm-hmm. the dental device is a great option. Works really well. Patients tend to be more compliant with it. The rate of compliance is more like 80% compared mm-hmm. to 30%. I have to do a shout out. My husband went through this process with y'all and he brought home the little sleep thing and he um, got a CPAP but it made it, it kind of freaked him out in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But he um, had the oral appliance and his snoring went down by like 90%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sleeping better. He feels better. So yeah. Thank great. You. Awesome. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we can sleep in the same room now. It's awesome. And he didn't pay at all for that? H- insurance covered it. No. Hedgecock couldn't pay at all, us at all for that. Oh. <laughs> this is the worst show. <laughs> Man. But my husband doesn't losing. snore that much anymore. That's, that's awesome. Why would a specially fitted by a dentist appliance be better than the one I can buy off Amazon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. First of all, they're more it's effective. Fitted. It's mm-hmm. fitted. It's a custom fitted device. The ones off Amazon tend to be bulky. Uh, they tend not to re- be retained very well. They tend to fall out easily. And they may or may not be able to position the jaw as far forward as it needs to be positioned. Because you know? they don't know what your mouth looks like. They don't mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So you're buying it. They're one size fits all. It's, it's kind of like a you terrible idea. boil it in the water and then oh. you, you hope it works. And it may work for some people, but it may not for others. Um, uh, versus something that's custom fitted, fits. it's made to fit your teeth. And then it gives us a little more control. If you need to be a millimeter forward, we can move you a millimeter forward. If you need to be five, we can move you five. If you need to be 2.3 millimeters forward, we can move mm-hmm. you 2.3 millimeters forward. It's, it's a great point you're making, which is that after you get treated, whether it be a CPAP or a dental appliance or weight loss or whatever mechanism you're going to use, you need to get tested again. Absolutely. we got to make sure it's working. You know, we can't mm-hmm. just say, you know, patients will say, well, I lost 30 pounds. <clears throat> I don't snore anymore. And and the question is, well, are the apneas gone? Right, right. You know, did, so. did, did, we, did we fix the choice? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what does a fitting look like to a patient? You know, in our office, we use digital scans these days. So you don't even have to get the gooey impression material. Like if you think back to your, really? your braces. Yeah. So we do digital scans. So a little video camera in the, in the mouth takes pictures of the teeth. We send that off to the lab. Uh, they make it. So it's a two appointment process to get your device. You come in. We, first of all, we got to check your teeth, make sure everything's stable enough to support a device. Mm-hmm. Uh, we send that off. You come back. We're going to fit it and make sure it's fitting properly make sure it's adjusted properly Um, and then we're going to kind of coach you through how to adjust it using it um, making sure it's working what to look for signs and and symptoms and we're looking for less snoring more refreshing sleep Uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of times the the bed partner is not elbowing them anymore or they're back in the same room Mm -hmm. because uh, the noise is gone and that or when you go on a on a Cub Scouting uh, camp out, you don't have to bring a 14-pound battery along with <laughs> yeah. your CPAP machine. <laughs> For sure. As one of my uh, 
tent mates did recently. Oh, yeah, I, I, I travel a lot and I see people at the airport. They're always taking their CPAP out, and I just like I just slide them a business card. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So let's talk about um, insurance coverage. So if somebody does have insurance, somebody doesn't. Give me your spiel on this, and what does it cost if you don't have insurance? Yeah, it completely depends on the plan. Uh, if you have insurance, your insurance may cover the whole thing. You may not have to pay anything out of pocket, depending on deductibles and co-pays. And I of know course. you know everybody's got high deductibles these days. Um, if you don't have insurance, we've got a discounted cash fee. We can break it up into payments. Um, it's a, it's a twenty five hundred bucks or so for the device, but that device is warranted for at least five years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get minimum five years use out of it, um, and and it's it's going to last you because your teeth change and your mouth changes. You mean teeth change, mouth something. changes, but CPAPs too. You know, CPAPs have to get replaced and masks and hoses and all that gets expensive over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Medicare patients? Medicare, this is covered by Medicare for mm-hmm. sure, and, and I think that would be a dramatic surprise to a lot of patients. It, mm-hmm. Well, they know it works. Medicare wouldn't cover it if it didn't work, and if it didn't, if treating it didn't save Medicare money, they wouldn't cover it. Good point. Well, that's amazing. Well, Brandon, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Can you tell people how to get a hold of you? Sleepbetteraustin.com. Go to our website, find all the information you need there. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Donna, you want to do a quick shout out to us, even though we're over time? Uh, call us at 512-238-0762. Send your emails to armormenshealth at gmail.com. Thanks. See you in a bit. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 